Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence, your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversation. I am Marian Samuel with you for another episode. With me on the phone line is Pastor Denroy Burley, and Pastor will be taking us on a journey sharing his testimony of God's saving faith. Welcome, Pastor Burley. Thank you very much, Sister Marian, and good afternoon to your listening audience. It's good to be on the greatest uh, Christian radio station, Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. No doubt about that. Thank you. Okay, Pastor, you can start off by giving us a background of your young life growing up in Antigua. Thank you very much. I was born in Bethesda in 1955. My mother's name was Mildred Thomas. My father was Caleb Burley. At the age of 13, we left Bethesda and reside most of my life in English Harbor, where my parents actually are from. I attended the Bethesda Primary School until I moved over to English Harbor, and I attended Pilgrim High School until I graduated from that school. I must say that growing up, of course, in those days, in the 60s, 70s, tremendous challenge, but God has taught us many things. Uh, my religious life, of course, was I was an Anglican. I was confirmed there. They say I was baptized there, confirmed in the Anglican. I remember going during my days of walking for confirmation. There was a young man by the name of Garfield Thomas, and he used to talk a lot about the Bible, and I was so upset with him. I, I couldn't, couldn't understand what he was saying, but what he was saying was truth, and it was you know, it was against the, the grain of mm. what I believe and what how I want to live. Mm-hmm. Up until his day, I never forget. And he's still serving the Lord. That was in the 60s. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I remember those things. We grew up religiously, of course. You, you make, make sure that you have to say the Lord's prayer. And we were a singing family. We used to do a lot of singing. Mm-hmm. And even though we might not be the best singers, we, we did a lot of singing. Okay. What was it that draws you to your spiritual life? Okay. You know, Sister Mary, and the, the drug culture in and, uh, has been one of the worst things mm-hmm. ever come around in the, in the Caribbean, in our country. Smoking of weed and sniffing of cocaine and all these things have really changed our culture. And growing up in English, of course, I love music, and you have a little band. You know, mm-hmm. always wanted to be 
uh, you know, up there in front looking at the entertainer, <laughs> you know. And so in secondary school, I started smoking weed. I think that is one of the things that really retarded my education. Uh-huh. And so smoking weed, and you start to get into music and all that, and this way you get to learn to play the guitar. Can you imagine it was just after one year uh, I learned to play the guitar. Wow. I got saved. There was a movement in 1976 of the Spirit of God. I wouldn't know that until I got saved. Eh? Pastor King was dealing with some Rasta men, and uh, Pastor Paul Andrew was one of them. And he had the breakthrough in, in the April of 1976. In September of 1976, then is when I got saved. As an amazing thing. I had no idea. But the Spirit of God started dealing with my heart. You know, you know, a blanket of loneliness and, you know, wondering where I'm going to spend eternity came over me after hearing the gospel hmm. preached by Pastor King over Caribbean Radio Lighthouse one Sunday morning. Just woke up. And I started to think about my life clearly. And uh, there was no turning back for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I didn't get saved when I got saved, I don't think I'll get saved again. It was like I was, you know, I, was just, I just wanted to know God. And I want, uh, you know, people say, oh, I don't want to get saved because I'm a backslider. <laughs> I didn't think of nothing like that. Yes. I wanted to know where I'm going. I'm a twin, actually. Oh. And my girl died. She died in child's birth. <laughs> wow. She died when she was... Yeah, she she came out dead. Mm. They said I was looking more dead than she was. Wow. But I never, I wasn't thinking of anything like that when, mm-hmm. when I got saved. I know God was calling me. And on the 12th of, of September, 1976, I walked into Central Baptist Church Radio Range, being driven there by the Spirit of God, hungering for salvation. And Pastor Samuel, this gentleman from Jamaica, was preaching. And, I mean, when it was invitation, I was shaking like a leaf. But my brother gave me the courage, hmm. and we went up. I don't know how long it take to, to reach the altar, but I, I, I was up there. And the gentleman, Mr. Gota, he asked me what, what I come for. I told him I wanted to get saved. And, so he showed me from the Bible, and he, I just waiting for him to tell me to pray, how to pray, and he uh-huh. pray, you know, uh-huh. ask God, and I ask God to come into my life, and I've never been the same again. I remember that same week, there was a week of meetings, and, you know, I was just, I was walking from Radio Range to where 24 Hours Gas Station is, where we was residing at the time. And I was walking in the rain, just rejoicing. Wow. A young man, I was 20, going for 21. And of course, I have to come back to English Harbor, so I only spent maybe a week or two in town after that. And I always say, when I go back to English Harbor, I'm going to go to the church in Liberta. Never been there. Only saw the people on the street past the king with this little black organ. I always remember that. And they were singing and giving God thanks. And there are times when I pass, I say, you know, 
if I get saved. It's amazing how God can work. Bible said he God moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform the, the songwriter sorry, she said sorry. And I said, If I get saved I'll go to that church. And I say this again, people see us and watch us and we don't even know. So what we do, people take the Bible says we live in epistles right of all men. You know? And so I got saved and I determined I was going to to that church. The first Sunday for church out there. I served by the the gas station, the old gas station waiting for the ride, waiting for the bus, scooping the bus. <laughs> and the bus passed me. I was so disappointed. What? I was stopping the bus. He thought he he, he didn't know no you know. Mm-hmm. And then there was the young man, of course Alex Donovan, he was on the bus and he said he told the man something and he returned. Because I was going home real disappointed, you know. And then, you know, I was really welcome to the church and all that. And let me just reverse by saying, when I heard in 1975 that that there was going to be a Christian radio station, I was adamant, I was upset. I thought, these people just spies. Dear. But thank God for His goodness. That's what sin does. Mm-hmm. It is the same station I heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. It is the same station I'm giving my testimony to. It is the same station that brings over a radio program that God has given us. And I'm the speaker. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. Yes. So it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And I determined I wasn't going to turn back. Maybe people say, I'm not getting saved because, you know, my turn back and... No, no, no. I never, by the grace of God, there are many things that happen that, <laughs> you know, people say, boy, I would have... No, 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 no. When I got saved, I know God saved me to serve, you know, to be a servant. And there are going to be many obstacles, many ob- obstacles that pass my way. But thank God for men like Pastor King. Pastor King was... I still is one of the greatest Christian men I've met. Uh, some people might say he's an opinion, but to me he's one of the greatest men. I know him. You know, I'm still serving God. Got married in 1981 to Miss Bernadine Lewis from Buckley. We're still together. 2021 will make us 40 years. Amen. Married. And September will make uh, 44 years since I've trusted Christ. Amazing. It's not me. It is Christ, my, my, my life verse. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. Amen. You are listening to Lighthouse Conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. And on the phone lines with me is Pastor Denroy Burley, and he is sharing with us his testimony of God's saving grace. Pastor Burley, before you became a pastor, what are some other ministries you were involved in? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, when I got saved, I was wondering how I'm going to stand up. I remember when I got saved, <laughs> I was encouraged by a guy from the Methodist to come with them. And they were having a sort of revival. So There's they, some young people who made professional faith, did the Methodist then. And this guy was 
tell him he must come over and encourage these people and and so forth. They had the brigade and our boys' brigade. And, and so I went to a meeting. I went to a special meeting. They had service. And I, it was time for me to testify. I've never seen it. I've never experienced nothing like that. When I went up to testify, I just say, I thank God for saving me. And I don't know nothing again. What is I? I was black out. I was dumbfounded. Couldn't talk. Everything seems black. And then I just walk out. This I never seen anything like that. And I said, "Boy, who am I going to talk about God? <laughs> you know." But God gives us strength. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wanting to serve Him, allow His Spirit to work in my life. I started serving as a deacon in Gallen Baptist Church, as a song leader, as a Sunday school teacher for the adults and uh, of course these are as time you know pass by right. as youth leader and i must say there are times that as a, a leader you make mistakes you say things that you should not and you say things you should and people say but you know we're not perfect and mm-hmm. it's a lesson it's a teaching process and allowing god to teach us as we go along you know Mm-hmm. can't be too proud. We have to be humble. Was it challenging to take up that leadership role of pastoral headship? Okay, that, that's true. It's always a challenge in leadership. Uh, none of us really want to put our hands up. When you come to pastor aid and God call us, you know, I really <laughs> was avoiding the call because of certain things. But there was Pastor Benny, Benny Aldridge, God bless him, still alive, mm-hmm. and his wife, and he encouraged me, he started telling me certain things and, you know, and put out the fleece, like Gideon, and I listened to God, I prayed a lot, because, you know, as I said, Jeremiah said, you know, I can't talk, <laughs> you know what I mean, some of us say, you know, we, we don't have the education, we don't have the, the know-how, but God is the teacher, you know, just as he told Moses, who make man tongue, who make man mouth, you know, I'm the one. And if I call, I'll give, I'll give you, I'll tell you what to, to say, you know what I mean? And so in 1993, I was ordained to the gospel ministry, a very humble experience, humbling experience, you know what I mean? I, it was, it was amazing thing. And, you you just wonder how far, you know, you're going to go in this. Because none of us can say, hey, I'm going such and such. I'm going to be the best pastor. When you start to believe, you know, you're fiery. But God, in in process of time, he teaches us. Mm. You know, I remember that it never really dawns on me. It never really dawned on me, sorry, dawned on me to go to a Bible school. But I know in 1995 that I attended IBSA. And I graduated in 1997. Great teachers, great preachers. I was encouraged by the the congregation to go, you know what I mean? Because they want to see the, the past develop, you know, more in the Word. And so thank God for IBSA, even though it's not, you know, functioning at this moment. We thank God for IBSA. A lot of us would, you too, would thank God for that. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
You are listening to Lighthouse Conversation, and thank you so much for joining us. If you've just joined us, I am on the phone lines with Pastor Denroy Burley, pastor of the Galilean Baptist Church there in Brooks, Liberta, and he is sharing with us his testimony of God's saving faith. Pastor Burley, what are some of the things you've learned as a pastor? I've learned that you must study. Study, as the gentleman told some graduates, uh, some graduates some years ago, study, study, study. Study, when, when I started the ministry, I didn't have the amount of books, and I was encouraged to get books. People like Pastor Jerome Martin of Mount Baptist Church, uh, Brother Tyrone Emmanuel encouraged me to get books. Not only they, they encouraged, but they gave Pastor Benny also, and the late Bill Shonen. He was, he was a great encourager. You know, get books to study the Word of God. So how you're going to feed without food, the flock, the Bible says, feed the flock. You understand? And so study the Word to feed yourself, to feed the people of God. You understand? Pray, encourage your people to pray. All the church needs prayer while yesterday. And maybe that is one of the problems we have because... If my people which are called by my name shall humble and what? Pray. And so we're not praying people as we ought to be. And I always like to emphasize on prayer, which is so important. How long have you been a pastor? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's 1990. I was installed in 1994 at the Baptist Church. I can't believe the years pass along so much and it tells on my gray hair and all that you know what I mean and I must say when I was that's, you're talking about 26 years mm. I can't believe I still feel youthful except I have some pains in me sometimes but they're getting better okay. you understand and uh, when I was installed of course this verse is one that I really latched on to First Kings chapter number 3, verse 9, and Solomon speaking, when he became king of Israel, he said, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this so great a people? I don't think God's people realize how great we are, and we underestimate how great our God is. You understand? And so Solomon is saying, these people you have given to me, God, you're going to have to give me the leadership ability. And they are great people. Some of the people that you lead are some of the people that fight against you. God's people, Moses would have told you that in the scripture. The people that you stand up for. You understand? But God says his people, Solomon said through the Holy Spirit that these are great people. And the people that God has given to us as believers are great people. It's just like we do not understand how great we are. Mm-hmm. And we must be humble with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we become mm-hmm. very fickle at times. and the con- Because the enemy works among us. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. The situation in the world right now of whether it could be corruption, immorality, and ungodly behaviors. 
um, how would you address these issues? You know, um, sometimes people would say I'm pretty hostile against homosexuality and all these things. Um, I do. I, I speak passionately. But I, I've come to realize that, you know, they need help. Mm-hmm. They need spiritual help. The adulterer need help. The person who's corrupt and greedy, be it a pastor, politician, whoever it is, a member of the church, or the corruption in the world is really driving men over over the edge. And we must continue to, I must continue to preach against it. Not only preach against it, but live. Because living is the thing, you know, the example that we show. Not only we're going to talk, but we have to show example by what? Living. Practice what we preach. And that is why what I intend to. Yes, I'm far from perfect. I'm so no good. But thank God for his goodness. You understand? The complete corruption that is in the world and it's getting worse. And we must not compromise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who the person is. We must the Bible says that we must rebuke, reprove, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Mm-hmm. We we got to preach against these things and let men know. Because I don't think I don't know if our politicians realize they they're, they're ministers of God according to Romans chapter thirteen. They they call they ministers, God has placed them there. And we who are pastors are ministers of the gospel, even higher calling to lead men into God's kingdom, telling men of repentance and faith in Christ. And so when the church becomes corrupt, if what is if the, the entity on earth that should keep corruption quiet, when it becomes corrupt, what did happen? Hmm. You understand? If the righteous risky is save, what will they... They say, not ungodly, what will, what will they do? Where will they go? You understand? Mm-hmm. And so we have to stand up against it. Not only stand up and shout aloud, lift up your voice and cry, spear not, but we ourselves have to be an example yes. against these things. Mm-hmm. The world is seeking for answers. Many are asking, you know, why for the chaos around the globe? What's your chain of thought to all of these? Which way would you have people to look or search for answers? You know, as a pastor, I believe what the Bible says. There's no other book they can look to. And there's no other person but Jehovah God. Our God, who has called all men to repentance, who has actually given us his word and he has shown us exactly what is going to happen. In the latter days, the corruption, the confusion, men need Christ. It says that in the latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. You understand? And it talks about this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. These are perilous times. And especially right now, right now, we're having a drought. The Bible talks about, you know, drought, famine, pestilence in the same, in the same Second Chronicles chapter number 7, I think, yes, 7 or 6. And God talk about, yeah, I think it's chapter 6, talk about drought and famine and pestilence. Actually, they speak of 
sickness, disease, and we have it right looking in our eyeballs mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. I heard a guy said, you know, the world is looking for a leader to control this coronavirus. What he's saying, there's, there's no leader who can control it. There's no man who can control it. It is God who's in control. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so instead of looking, we're looking to scientists and we're looking to, we're looking to all the out, you know, outside help that truly there's no help. It is God we have to look to. Yes. You understand? Again, we say like my good king, the Jehoshaphat, we have no strength, we have no power, no might against this company, but our eyes are focused on you. The politicians need help. They need God. So if they need God, if they can help us, only God can help us. You understand? And so with all that is happening, the, the economic downturn and the, the political wranglings that are going on, it is boiling down. Time is shortened. It is getting shorter. Christ will soon appear. Yes. The Antichrist is pulling out his pack of cards and shuffling. But thank God, our God is still alive and he, he's in control. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. And finally, Pastor Burley, what's one thing you would like to say to the members of Galilean Baptist Church at this time? You mean just one? <laughs> as many as you can, Pastor Burley. <laughs> <laughs> if I said it, we must redeem the time because the days are evil. Redeem by the time that we have now. Time is shorter than what we think. And there's a lot of wasting of time in the church. We waste time by wrangling and saying, who, you know, the Apostle Paul said, you know, you, you're saying that I'm for Paul and I'm for Paulus and so forth. And it doesn't really help the church. The church have a greater battle to fight than to exalt men. It's this fight because the Bible said we are not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this wicked world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We do not realize that we are not fighting ourselves. We 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 are not fighting the brother there. It is the enemy who's really uh, the little fox there and comes in there and spoils the vine. When this, the fox get big inside, is more trouble. And so our people need to know time is short. The rapture will soon be. We must buy up the time. Seek the souls of men that are most. Because that's the only thing we can take to heaven now. The souls of men. Lay up in heaven treasures. Treasures, what shall a man gain if he should lose? Gain, what should a man gain if he should gain the whole world? And what lose his soul? So the soul of a man is more important than anything else. And so we have to seek them out. We have to continue to beat the pavement of preaching the word, living godly lives. That is what we have to do. Or else there's so many who have dropped by the wayside. I just want to uh, give one of my favorite verses. Okay. One of my favorite verses here. In Psalm 118, verse 17, I sh shall not die. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to quit. That's what I believe he's talking about. You know, we can die and still be alive. 
<laughs> because our testimony is dead. You, you understand? Mm-hmm. He says, I shall not die but live and, notice, and declare the works of the Lord. You understand? And so, may God bless Antiguan Barbara. May God bless Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. Continue to preach the gospel. May God bless the gospel ministries in Antiguan Barbara. God bless you. Okay, thank you so much, Pastor Burley, for accepting my invitation to come and share your life before you became a Christian and now your service in the ministry of Christ your Savior. And also thanks for encouraging us as believers to continue to go on for the Lord Jesus Christ, especially in the times that we're living. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthouse b-i-m-i at gmail.com or give us a call at area code 268-462-1454 or send us a message via whatsapp or text at area code 268-782-1454 Thanks for listening. Remember, you can hear Lighthouse Conversations Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3 MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160 kHz AM or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.